welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. Another week, another episode. How are you guys doing? Today we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to answer your questions. I asked around on social media and whatnot, and you guys sent me your questions. Sent me a lot of questions, so I'm not going to answer all of them, but I'm going to answer a lot of them today. And that's what we're going to do. So it should be an interesting episode today. And you guys asked me some really good questions this week, this time, whatever. Things I haven't talked about before. So it's I like to do that every once in a while to kind of have you guys ask me what you want to know because it's a different perspective. It tells me what's in your minds and your brains, like what you guys want to know about. And You know, I I always think that I'm hitting what is out there and what people are talking about and what my clients are talking about or, you know, whatever. But, you know, I don't talk to everybody, obviously. And so it's interesting just to get a different perspective. So I just, some of these questions I liked and I'm excited to answer them for you today. But first, I thought I would share another Luca story because... I told you guys, I always have another Luca story. And I don't think I've ever said this before, but you know, each week when I record, he's always sitting with me. He is actually laying on my bed right now and he always listens with me. He always comes into, because I record in my bedroom and he always comes and lays right next to me and just sometimes stares, sometimes falls asleep. And usually will fall eventually just fall asleep. And it's just right next to me as I'm as I'm talking into the microphone. I'm sure he's wondering why I'm talking to myself, or he probably doesn't care at all. But anyways, my Luca story this week is I was taking him for a little walk around my apartment complex. And I was talking to my neighbor who was kind of far away. So we were like kind of yelling at each other. We couldn't get closer because our dogs don't get along. And so we were kind of talking about something and Luca had pulled me a little bit and I'm holding him with my left hand because my right hand is still wrapped and sore. So I can't hold him with my right hand, which is my stronger hand. So I'm holding him with my left hand. He kind of pulled me a little bit. And so I'm holding tight and I have my leash or his leash like wrapped around my hand. So he can't pull me where I'm going to lose the leash. So anyway, so he pulls and then he kind of relaxes. He's like kind of sniffing the, the bushes and whatever. So I think we're cool, right? Well, we're not. So he pulls again and Luca is very, very strong, like a very strong dog. My parents' dog who passed away in May was a hundred pound dog and Luca was stronger than him. I mean, he's just all muscle. Anyways, so he decided he was going to try to take another run at this dog who is probably like 100 feet away. Anyways, I have no sense of distance, so it could have been 50 feet. I don't know. But anyway, he pulled again. Well, this time, this time he got me and I fell right into the bushes. (laughs) But I will say, luckily it was in the bushes and not on the cement. So if I had backed up just like a couple feet, I would have like really hurt myself. So... I didn't actually like hurt myself that much, luckily, but it was, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm sure if anybody, like obviously my neighbor saw and we laughed about it, but if anybody else had seen like in the apartment complex, 
Luckily, the apartment complex is pretty dead in the middle of the day, but it was pretty funny. But so I fell into the bushes right on both of my knees. Luckily, again, the dirt is soft. So I fall into the bushes on my knees, but also because I'm still holding the leash on my left hand. So I don't lose Luca. So that's good. But then I fall on my right hand, which is, you know, my bad hand. So I just, you know, I'm never going to get this hand healed. It's never going to get better because it just never gets a chance to. Anyways, I do love my little Luca, but he really just, it's just every day. It's an adventure with him. But we recovered. It was fine. I was wearing, luckily I was not wearing like shorts that day or gosh, can you imagine if I was wearing like a dress or something? That would have not been fun. But I was not wearing shorts. So otherwise I'm sure I would have like really scratched up and bruised my knees. But I was wearing like leggings that went right below my knees. So I was protected. But oh gosh, it's just crazy with that dog. Anyways, he did not get the dog. The dog did not get him. And my neighbor and I moved on and <laughs> we, he went one way, I went another way. Anyways, the adventures of Luca, it's always so much fun. Anyway, I think that's it for the week. I'm sure that other things have happened with him. I mean, something always happens with him, but that was the biggest story, the highlight of the week. So anyways, he's already passed out. He's already fallen asleep. So obviously that story bored him. Hopefully it didn't bore you guys. All right, so why don't we just get started? Let's get on with the podcast. So we're gonna answer, or I'm gonna answer your questions for the week. So let's do it. Okay, so the first question. Is it okay to spray a toner on the face or should I spray it onto a cotton pad first? Now, I always recommend spraying it onto a cotton pad first. And I understand it's confusing because most toners do come in a spray bottle. So it just seems like, oh, you're just gonna like spray it on your face. But the number one reason that I tell clients to use a toner, it's the last step of the cleansing process. It's also the first step of hydrating your skin unless it's a correcting toner. So a spray toner is usually going to be a hydrating toner and you're going to spray it on the cotton and then you're going to wipe it on your face so that you can make sure you get all that cleanser off your face. Okay. And then usually a correcting toner, at least mine, they already come in pads. So obviously you're going to, you know, wipe that on your face. Now my spray toners, I now offer a pump that you can buy separately so you can replace the the spray part with a pump. So that way you don't have the spray part anymore and you just can pump it onto the cotton. That's what I do. And I just find it easier. And that way it's not a spray anymore. But I do not spray anything onto my face as far as my skincare routine, unless I'm using my O2 activator, which is a skincare device, which is totally different. Okay, so I always use a cotton pad. And I use my specific cotton pads. I have them on my website, pureskinoc.com. But they're cotton pads that do not absorb product. So whatever you put on the pad is actually product that you use. So it becomes less wasteful. So you're not wasting 
the toner that you're using, like it doesn't absorb the product. So you save money, which is always my favorite. Okay, next question is, what is your opinion on how hard water can affect acne or acne clients? It definitely can affect the skin. A hard water can not only clog pores, but it can also irritate the skin, making it itchy, flaky, and dry. Soft water is better. So it can definitely be an issue, you know, to combat it if you don't have a choice. I mean, not everybody, hard water is, you know, really what is in this country. So that is an issue for you. You just got to make sure that you are using good skincare products that can replenish your skin with, you know, good ingredients that can, you know, help your acne after. Okay, uh, next is uh, like post-workout care. Is there a quick refresh you recommend? Absolutely. This is actually a, a common question I get all the time. So here's what I suggest. If you work out in the morning, like it's one of the first things you do, I always tell people, you wake up, toner, sunscreen, go work out, okay? Don't even bother washing your face. Like, unless you're really acne prone and you're gonna have some issues, then maybe you need to wash your face, toner, sunscreen, okay? But if you, you know, don't have problematic skin, then just do toner, sunscreen. And the only reason I say toner is just to get the, the night off your skin, just to get anything that might be on your skin that, that won't be good from the nighttime. And then your sunscreen is going to go on easier anyway. And then obviously sunscreen, you know why I'm going to, you know why sunscreen. And then go work out. And then after your workout, you always want to make sure that you cleanse your face immediately. So hopefully you're either, you know, taking your shower at the gym and, doing your whole routine there, or you're going straight home and you're doing your morning routine then. Because remember, you don't want that sweat sitting on your skin because that sweat can turn into bacteria and that bacteria turns into your acne. So it's really important to wash your face after a workout all the time. Super important. Now, if you're going to work out in the middle of the day, this is what I suggest. You do your regular morning routine as you normally would. And then in the middle of the day, then you would cleanse, toner, and then sunscreen. Now you can do cleanser, toner, moisturizer, sunscreen. That's absolutely fine too. I'm just trying to like kind of save some money. And if you can just do cleanser, toner, sunscreen, I've done that a million times. It's fine. If you have more problematic skin, then that moisturizer could be a really good barrier for you and you might need that. I would do a hydrating toner. I wouldn't do your correcting toner in the middle of the day, okay? So cleanser, toner, maybe that moisturizer, and then your sunscreen, okay? You don't need to do your full morning routine again. Just remember, your skin's only gonna take in so much and it's just not necessary to do it twice. It just isn't. And then if you're going to work out at night, then just go work out. If you're going to work out like after you get off work and then after you work out, go home, do your night routine and then you're fine. So it's just really that middle of the day workout that can be confusing for people sometimes. So just keep it simple after you work out, but just make sure that you are washing your face. You know, if you're going to go play, you know, a game of soccer or something like that, you just want to make sure that you're cleansing your face because it is important to get that sweat off your face. 
Okay, next question. Now, this one's going to be like a longer one because it was kind of like a three-parter. So top three things to spend your money on, top three to skip, and top three to be aware of. Okay, so I asked her to clarify and she wanted like top three things, like it could be products or treatments, but I'm going to give you treatments and products because it's hard for me to narrow it down because there's just too many things I love, too many things maybe I dislike. Okay, so as far as treatments, I would say microneedling, facials with extractions, and chemical peels. But chemical peels only during certain months. Please don't do don't do them during the summertime, you know, any hot months. I only do them between like November and May because it's just too hot. And it's, I mean, I live in Southern California, so it's even more important. But those are my top three treatments. And then products. This is hard. <laughs> it's really hard for me to pick three. But I'm just going to go with sunscreen, vitamin C, and my rejuvenator, which is the equivalent to like a retinol because I don't totally love a retinol. Rejuvenator works with the skin and I just love what it does for the skin. So I'm going to say those are the, the top three for me. Okay, then as far as like top three to skip, the treatments, Hyaluron Pen, the BB Glow, and those threads. Threads are not in my realm, but no, I just will. I just, I don't, they don't last long. They're super expensive. I've seen too many things go wrong with them as far as like placement. And I mean, they're just so expensive and they don't even last that long. It just seems like such a waste of money. So I would definitely avoid those three things. And then as far as products, any product from an MLM, I would avoid. I've had too many clients come in who have used them or try and transition out of them and their skin is just damaged from using them. So as a whole, I would just say, stay away from them. And then I would just, the culture in them, I just can't support as a woman. I just think that it's not good for women. And then also I would say most do-it-yourself stuff when people are saying like, oh, grab this from your kitchen and just mix this up and it's great you know, for your skin. Most of that stuff isn't great for your skin because it just doesn't work the same as like, I understand that like a lot of skincare stuff, it seems like it's just stuff that a professional's pulled from their kitchen cabinet, but it's not formulated that way. It's not the same thing. And so it's not working the same on your skin. So I would just stay away from the do-it-yourself. Honey is probably really the only thing that honey is safe to use on the skin, like just as it is. Manuka honey is the best, but kind of everything else, just that stuff just needs to be formulated for the skin for it to work effectively and not hurt the skin. Okay, and then the third thing I'm gonna say, this is not a product, but I'm just gonna say skip anything from influencers. You have to remember a lot of them are being paid to tell you what to use. Their suggestions or whatever. I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. Second of all, they've only worked on their skin. So they don't have the experience of working on everybody else's skin. And so their knowledge is very, very limited. Okay, that's important to know. Because if I as an esthetician only worked on my skin, how would I know how to recommend or treat acne? How would I know? Because I've never had acne, but I have treated it. 
And so therefore I'm able to help it. Same with rosacea. I have treated it. So therefore I know how to fix it. But you can't just like use a product and then be like, oh, well, now I know. I know that this is good, but I don't have that skin condition that this product is used for. So you just got to be really careful with these influencers because they're just out to make money, but they don't have the experience behind what they're talking about. And then as far as like things to be aware of, I don't know if there's anything necessarily to be aware of right now besides what I kind of told you to, to like skip, but always do your research research before getting a skin treatment. And then I guess I could also say like, you know, one of the things, and I've talked about this a million times, but you just want to be careful when asking for advice for your skin or your kid's skin or whatever, because what works for somebody may not work for you. And you don't want to damage your skin in the process of trying to help your skin. And that's oftentimes what can happen. And people mean well. I mean, nobody's out to like hurt you. I mean, people want to help you. You know, so if you're like, oh my gosh, my skin's so dry, what can I do? And somebody's like, somebody gives you five suggestions, they really want to help you. Their intentions aren't bad. I mean, I assume their intentions aren't bad. But it could be damaging your skin. It could be hurting your skin by you trying that. Or maybe you're trying five different things and skin really likes consistency. And so keep trying all these different things. It's just not good for you to do that. So talking to a professional is really the best thing to do. So that's something definitely to be aware of. Years ago, when I started offering my skincare coaching, that was one of the reasons I started doing it because I I just thought so many people are out here just, just trying things or just suggesting things. And I thought, this is just not good for the skin. So anyways, okay. So the next question is, I know I need to wear sunscreen, but I always feel like it leaves a white cast on my skin. What can I do? Okay, so this is definitely one I get all the time. My clients have learned, so I get this less and less now. Now, that white cast is from the zinc oxide. And since most people are leaning towards mineral sunscreens now, this is becoming, you know, more common. It's not as much of a problem as like, you know, back in like the 80s when, you know, the lifeguards would have that white nose from the zinc. But... If you apply the sunscreen correctly with your skincare routine, this will not be an issue for you. And this is what I tell all my clients. When you are doing your routine, you should not be waiting in between steps, okay? So when you cleanse, you go from cleanse, toner, and then your serum, moisturizer, sunscreen. Don't let your skin dry in between the steps. So by the time you get to your sunscreen, your skin is still going to be a little bit damp, right? So that sunscreen should just melt right into your skin, okay? Just melt right into there. So it should just glide onto your skin and it should not leave a white cast. So if you're applying sunscreen and it's like you're pulling at your skin, your skin's too dry, okay? And if you feel like maybe you got distracted, maybe something happened, Wet your fingers a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. Wet your fingers a little bit and then add your sunscreen to your fingers and then apply it to your face. That's the easiest. It's not going to dilute the sunscreen because it's all going on your face. So it'll be fine. But that's the best way to avoid having that white white cast on 
on your skin. Okay, next question. How do you feel about spray tanning your face? I'm not a big fan. I learned this, I think it was probably my early 30s before I was an esthetician. I did like a self-tanner and I did it on my face. And I I think I like woke up or something happened. I was like, um, well, I look old. And I didn't even have, I maybe had a few like fine lines or something. It was, I I wasn't even like, like I said, it was like my early 30s. So I I I wasn't old. But it like accentuated. And I run my skin's drier. And since this was before an esthetician, I didn't have my skin totally under control yet. And I just remember thinking like, I don't think this was good for my skin. Like it just made me feel older. So I think the one reason not to do it is it's gonna accentuate your fine lines and wrinkles. So the more color on your skin, that's what's gonna happen. So that's a good reason not to do it. The second reason why I don't think you should spray tan your face is because you're not gonna wanna use acids. You're not gonna wanna exfoliate, whether it's chemical or a physical. You're probably not going to want to use your retinol if that's what you're using or my rejuvenator. You're not going to want to be using these products because you're going to want to save that spray tan, right? So then you're not taking care of your skin as well as you should be because you have the spray tan on your face. So I think those are two really good reasons not to spray tan your face. What you can do so that your face matches your body, if you're spray tanning your body, is you can get a foundation that has a little bit more color in it, okay? Now, if you have like a tinted moisturizer, then you can get maybe one that's a little bit darker or, you know, whatever. But there's ways to add color to your face without having to actually spray tan your face. So that's why I wouldn't do it. Those are the two reasons. This next one is a is a big question. So how can I stop picking? Now this is a hard question to answer because I think so many people don't even realize they're doing it. So I think that it's good to have a person in your life that will also help you with this problem. So whether it's, you know, a parent, a sibling um, who won't make fun of you, you know, if you're a teenager, a friend, a partner, you know, whoever that person could be in your life that that pays attention. Because like I said, you may not know you're even doing it. So you want to have a person in your life who's going to keep you accountable and say, hey, stop picking, you know, whatever. It's not going to be fun because sometimes you might be doing it because it might be an anxiety thing or whatever. But in the long run, you'll be happy that you have somebody holding you accountable. Okay. So that's a good thing to have that person for you. The other thing is keep your hands busy. So if you know that you do it while watching TV or while driving, then find things that will stop you from doing it. I've had clients tell me, I'm not a picker. So some of these tips I've learned from clients, some things I've just learned from research. So if you're driving, put on gloves. 
that's not a bad idea anyways, because it'll protect you from, you know, the sun. So put on some gloves and then you can't pick while you're driving. You can even put on gloves while you're watching TV if you want to. Or you can just have a little, there's those fidget toys. You can have one of those. But there's things that you can buy to keep your, your hands busy or just put on gloves. Clients have told me that when they wash their face and put on grapeseed oil, that stops them from picking because of the glide. They can't really get to their what they want to pick at because their skin doesn't really allow them to. So that's kind of a good thing too, right? So maybe just cleansing your face and having that grapeseed oil on will not allow you to even be able to pick. So there's that. And then another thing is those magnifying mirrors. Those are awful. I always tell people to get rid of those for so many reasons because you have to remember nobody sees your skin at that magnified, <laughs> at that magnified whatever. You know, look, I mean, we just, we just don't. Like we don't see your skin like that. I mean, estheticians do because that's our job, but like, People out in the real world are not looking at you through a magnified glass. We just aren't. So get rid of those. It's not worth it. It just isn't. So if you can't see, then that will help. I've also had a client tell me that she dims the light in her bathroom so that she, when she's doing her skincare routine, it's just enough so she can do what she needs to do, but not enough where she can really see what's going on. And I kind of feel like that's a little bit relaxing. I don't know, light some candles. I mean, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be romantic. It just can be relaxing to maybe wash your face by candlelight. I don't know, you know, that kind of sounds nice. I kind of think I want to do that tonight. Just light some candles and wash my, I'm not even, like I said, I'm not a picker, but that kind of sounds nice to wash my face by candlelight tonight. Maybe I'll try that. Anyways, So you just want to find things that are going to keep your hands busy and your eyes not focused on the skin imperfections, by the way, that probably aren't even there, okay? So just give yourself reasons not to do it. So hopefully those tips help. Okay, next question. Best way to get rid of acne scarring? Microneedling is huge, really, really helps. But it's more than one treatment. It's a minimum of three usually. And then it just, it can depend on how long the scars have been there, how deep they, I mean, all, you know, so, you know, it it just can depend. But you also have to remember the number one reason we scar is the sun. So you got to wear sunscreen and you got to wear it every day and you got to start early. You got to start early. I always tell my teen clients, wear it every single day. And if you can get your kids to start wearing it before they go to school, earlier the better. It's just it's the it's why we scar because our skin gets exposed to the sun. If you cut yourself on the arm, let's just say you cut yourself on the arm, if you put sunscreen on that, you probably are not going to scar. People want to put on Moderna or whatever else, all those like scar creams, none of vitamin E None of that has shown, like research has shown, there's been studies on all this stuff that it doesn't work. It's sunscreen. You gotta wear sunscreen. That's what works. And then with acne scar too, chemical peels, 
those can definitely work. I have um, intermixed chemical peels with microneedling, and that's been really effective. And then also good skincare products that can help heal the skin. You want to also do that along with the microneedling and the chemical peels because you want to make sure that the skin is healthy so that it can heal properly after those two treatments. Okay, what can help me get rid of my 11s? You know, those lines between the eyebrows if I don't want to do Botox or fillers. So Victoria Deanne, which are these serums that I use in retail and am obsessed with, they have two products called Tone and Lift. Those are two serums that will definitely help you. I talked about, I think on last week's episode or the week before, I can't remember, about PeptiPad. And that helped my clients um, around the mouth, smooth out her lines around the mouth. That was pretty incredible. But Tone and Lift can help for the uh, lines between the brows. And if you only want, both of them is ideal, but if you can only do one, then you want to start with Tone and then add Lift. But both of them would be ideal, but those will help. And I'm going to start using those because I want to avoid... Botox, because <laughs> I don't want it. Okay, my teens play sports. Any tips to minimize breakouts? Again, like I talked about the, you know, with the question earlier about post-workout care, they got to wash their face after, you know, they're done playing their sports and gosh, teenagers are the worst about washing their face. I mean, even if they just like take a washcloth and just like, wipe off that sweat. I mean, if that's the best you can get them to do, it's better than nothing. But if you can actually get them to cleanse it, that's, you know, ideal. So refer to question three for, you know, the ideal situation for your teen. But if anything, just get them to at least get that sweat off their skin. And then also, if they have a a helmet, then, you know, that needs to be cleaned. You can take an alcohol wipe and just clean the inside of that helmet. Anywhere that touches their skin, that needs to be cleaned. So it doesn't, the bacteria doesn't build. Oh, I just think it's so gross. But yeah, you want to make sure that's clean. Their helmet, the inside of their helmet gets cleaned so that it doesn't build up and cause more breakouts for them. Okay. So next question. If I'm getting laser hair removal on my face, how long do I need to wait to get a facial? About four to six weeks. If you get Botox and fillers, it's about two weeks you want to wait because you don't want to move, you don't want to move that that stuff around in your face. And then yeah, laser hair removal is about four to six weeks because you don't want to irritate the skin. And then next question, how do I get smooth skin? My face feels rough. So that's like a texture issue. You know, it's a hard question to answer because it can be from different things. So I'd really have to have more information to be able to answer that question more accurately. But just to answer it more like a like a surface answer, I would say like microneedling helps with texture for sure. And good skincare products can help with that, you know, and making sure, you know, maybe, I don't know if you're exfoliating, sometimes just exfoliating. You know, I've talked to many people who don't exfoliate at all. 
And you start doing that and it's like, oh, wow, now I have soft skin. So that alone can just help. So I'd have to know your routine more to be able to answer that more thoroughly. But a good skincare routine, hydration, exfoliation, and definitely microneedling can help. Chemical peels can help. Yeah, I'd have to have more information to answer that. Next question, is an essence a necessary step in my skincare routine? It's so confusing. It is confusing. I mean, they just come out with all these like products and you're just like, what do I need? Like I talked about that blue light product and it's like another product. Do we need another product? Goodness gracious, you guys. No, it's a serum toner hybrid and it's just not something else that you need to add to your routine. It's just, You don't need an essence. Nope, nope, nope. Next question, does collagen powder work for the skin? Nope, it does not. I wish it did, you guys. I'd be drinking it morning, noon, and night. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. It's just not going to get to your skin. I did hear, I have heard that it can work for the joints. So I actually should be taking it for that reason for my rheumatoid arthritis, but I have not. But it just doesn't, it scientifically, based on the research I have read, and I have read about this numerous times, it just doesn't do anything for the skin or the hair or the nails. Next question, and this is the last question. What is something that can help with sunspots? There are a lot of things that can help with sunspots, but I'm just going to give you just an easy, inexpensive product that I have, and that is my glycolic retinol pads. And these type of pads are a a product that you'll see, you know, they're pretty common. A lot of companies, skincare lines have these pads. My pads are only, I think they're like $25. You get 50 pads. If you want to spot treat, you can. So you can like cut the pads, make them last longer. They're so inexpensive. You can use them on your sunspots. You can use them multiple times a week. I can actually use them. I have to be careful, but my super sensitive skin can handle them. I sometimes will use them on the bottom of my feet if I just want to get them a little extra soft. Sometimes I'll use them on my elbows. I will use them on my neck, chest, and the tops of my hands too. I love them. They definitely help with sunspots and they're so inexpensive. I mean, I love them because honestly, like I'll see pads like this at Nordstrom and they're like $60. I'm like, what? crazy. It's crazy. So these glycolic retinol pads are really inexpensive and they're amazing. You can get them on my website, pureskinoc.com. And I think they're under exfoliants, but they're amazing. And oh, and something people have told me they have used them. They get little breakouts on their booty. They have a couple swipes on their butt and that has helped with their breakouts on their butt too. So that's kind of a little extra tip for you, but they are amazing for sunspots. Okay, so that's it. I mean, that was 15 questions that I answered and hopefully you learned a lot today. My brain hurts, but that was a lot of information. So there you go. listening today. This was fun. I kind of like doing a Q&A. You guys have more questions, send them my way. Maybe we can do a part two or something. I don't know. Anyways, don't forget to follow me on social media at PureSkinOC. 
I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm just everywhere. And you can also give the podcast a five-star review. That really helps the podcast grow. And you guys know that I want to make it grow. I want everybody to listen to this. And then you can also visit my website, pureskinoc.com. You can sign up for my skincare coaching if you want to get some help with your skin and want to get on a good skincare routine and get your skin in line. I'd love to help you with that. And then of course, my online store is on there for any of the products that I talked about today or just for if you just want to check it all out. And then if you're local and want to come in for a treatment, then you can check out all my services and book an appointment um, straight from my website. And also I do have an Amazon storefront that has all my esthetician favorites and then all just my general favorites that I just, you know, life favorites, whatever, that you can access from my website too. It's at the bottom of the page, just as like Amazon favorites or something like that, if you want to check those out. And I think that's it for today. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Have a great one. Bye.